You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Take two, action. <laughs> Take two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 188, where we will be discussing chapter 18 of City of Lost Souls, Raziel. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. I almost messed that up, and then I was going to be like, damn it, I'm mad. I'm, I deleted the other one. <laughs> we had- My bad. For, for those of you listening at home, which is all of you, um, <laughs> <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, so that was our take two of the intro. Yeah, my bad. <clears throat> Whoopsies. Oh my gosh. How have you guys been? Um, fabulous. Um, it's raining. I know. It's so yes. great. Finally. Yeah. I, I made chili for the first time this season the other oh, day. Yes. And I made beef stew. Yes. I'm going to do chicken and um, dumps this week. Mm, dumps. Chicken and dump. Chicken and dumps. Okay, I'm kind of nervous. Oh, what? Tell us. Because the solar eclipse, right? Yeah. Yeah, when is it? I think <laughs> tomorrow or Friday, Saturday? It's, um, the solar eclipse is, I think, Saturday, right? I think it is Saturday. Okay, okay go on. Sorry. And there's the full... Moon, uh-huh. Friday the thirteenth, the solar eclipse, and I broke a fucking mirror today. <gasps> the Bro. the full moon isn't until like the twenty fourth, though. Dude, <laughs> and it was, I don't even know how it happened, because <clears throat> I have one of those handheld mirrors from like the two thousand. Uh-huh. You know, I'm yes. talking about you get at the dollar store, yeah. and I am a blind Betty without my glasses on. Mm-hmm. So I have it hanging on the wall with like a push pen so that way I can see my face. Yeah. In my bathroom because whatever. And I went to put my hair up today and I swear I didn't even touch it. Or if I did it was like a, it was a fucking caress. <laughs> like a breeze, like a like a soft whisper of the flesh. Yes. And then it just like crashed and shattered all over the floor. That was Maybe like, your thumbtack was loosey goosey. Son of a bitch. Did you blow cinnamon yeah. into your front door at the beginning of the at the autumnal autumnal equinox no i that didn't. was painful to it get was out hard to get out of my mouth <laughs> or the first of the month like a lot of people do it the first of the month i did nothing i've been too busy <gasps> okay well you have to reverse the bad no good mirror yeah, stuff how do you do that over your shoulder but some shit the friday the 13th you're a woman so it's a positive thing, not a bad thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I would use the Friday the 13th to like, I don't know, do some moon water or some shit or I don't know, do something to fix your luck. Because that... <laughs> I don't know. No whammies, no whammies. Tie some cinnamon sticks oh, wait, in the place of where the mirror was. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, what brings maybe. good luck? I don't know. Right. Rosemary's for protection. I haven't gone down. I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. That was it was this morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Friday the thirteenth mm-hmm. we have to do some some fun stuff since we're getting tattoos. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm so jealous. Can't wait to see them. It's gonna be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. I know. I was like, ooh. I told my boss, I was like, oh, I'm gonna because I'm gonna get off at one so I can drive down there. She's like, oh, what are you getting? And I'm like, just a stupid little tattoo. I love my stupid little tattoos. <laughs> like, yeah, it's my favorite. The little impulsive ones? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, 
<sighs> We're so boring. That's not good, though. Yeah. I am now. I'm deeply concerned for for you. <laughs> don't walk under a ladder. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to. Well, like I got a new umbrella mm-hmm. for soccer because it has like UPF fabric or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was gonna show it to Omar, and I was like, "See, look!" And he was like, "Do not open that." I was house. gonna say, "Don't you dare open an umbrella inside!" What is wrong? And with I was you? like, "What?" And he was like, "Go outside immediately!" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh it's crap!" Like whistling when was... it's dark. What are you doing? What? That's a thing. <laughs> yes, you're gonna bring the fucking the bad people to you. The bad things. Oh. <laughs> or having a welcome mat. Yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah, mine doesn't say welcome. I think we've gone over this because I'm afraid someone's going to use it in court against me if they break into my house. Oh, I have some mushrooms growing in my yard. Me too. Oh, that was, I said something to my my mom the other day. I was like, ooh, you know the rain's good because the mushrooms have started sprouting. (laughs) She's like, oh, God. (laughs) Don't worry. In four months, we'll be sick of it. Um, it'll take mm. me longer than four. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a really interesting winter. Yeah. I don't know. All the, all the people that in the, in the South that do the, um, the persimmon seed thing where you cut a persimmon seed and there's like three shapes, right? So there's either a spoon, a fork or a knife. And the spoon means that there's, it's going to be a lot of snow. Fork means it's... Oh, this is a groundhog thing. Yeah, a fork means it's a mild winter, and a knife means it's going to be an extra cold winter. And it was a spoon this year. Hmm. Interesting. They do... They do... There's all kinds of places that do those kind of, like, winter predictions. Like, they do it with caterpillars, too. Like, the different stripes on Uh, caterpillars. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But... Never heard of anything The Farmer's Almanac has also said it's going to be a wet winter, so... Well, and they've been talking to, I don't know, I heard something about, like, El Nino, which mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't heard about since I was in, like, sixth grade. I know. I said the same thing to Jason. I was like, man, it, it, I felt like it was a much bigger, a much bigger deal when I was a, a kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember hearing about it in the last, like, ten years until just recently. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Well, it's like acid <laughs> rain in the 90s, like, when we were kids, like. And then they did they did the, the the cap and you know trade and stuff, and we got rid of the emissions that caused the acid rain. But I remember in right. the '90s, I remember it being like my mom was really paranoid about acid rain, and me thinking that like it was literally gonna melt my skin off. Of course, <laughs> she's like that. Uh-huh. Well, and then the cinematic masterpiece that is Fern Gully just that turned all of us into raging environmentalists. That and like Amazing. the Save the Turtles campaigns when we were little you don't you won't ever see me throwing a freaking uh soda rings in the recycling without covering up cutting up that shit not ever yep (laughs) i follow these people on tiktok that save the seals yeah i don't even know where they are but yeah they just pull up on these seals and they're just like stuck in fisher fishing line and stuff it's crazy so sad yeah Oh, my <sighs> All right. You guys. <clears throat> what? This is an interesting episode about Simon. Chapter? Yeah. Did, are, are you feeling some kind of way about Simon? 
no, no. I just <laughs> accidentally had something in common with him. And I was like, Ew, I do that too. Ew. I thought you were going to say I, I uh, accidentally almost had had felt sorry for him. Like, oh no. Like I accidentally had a feeling. <laughs> no, that was that was a couple chapters ago with his sister, but not this one. Mm, okay. <laughs> it is a shorter chapter. I was excited when I went to write my script. I was like yeah. I was like, Ooh, okay. We've had some hefty ones lately. We sure have. I know. Well, that's what we were. I I have been tasked since I, as you know, went further and farther. So I need to listen to the epilogue because we're debating whether we should do two episodes or one. Because mm-hmm. I just remember it being like extra long and juicy. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> yeah, know. We extra long and juicy. Or... That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Which summarizing is not our forte. It is not. No. No, we're not great at it. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you have opinions. Mm -hmm. What do you think we should do? I love to give my opinion. So. All right. Do you guys have anything else or shall we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Yeah, let's do it. Previously on (laughs) Downworld or Dish. (laughs) You sounded like such a fuck boy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Amanda's fucking tool. Okay. Magnus, Alec, and Izzy, and Simon. I don't know why I had so many ands. I didn't write it that way. Are all headed out to Luke's farm in their borrowed pickup truck. The trip offers a chance for the Lightwood siblings to talk about Alex's experience as an openly gay member of the Conclave and their parents' reactions to such, which causes Izzy some emotional distress. It was just great timing for an important conversation that we touched on really well last week. Back at Chateau Morgenstern, mm. Clary is waking up from her nap being an eavesdropping cheesemosa, overhearing a conversation between Sebi and Jace. Sebi is congratulating Jace and offering the new cup as a souvenir for a job well done. And I just want you to know that I couldn't think of the word souvenir. <laughs> And so I typed in serial killer trophy into the Google machine to figure out the word I wanted because that's how I wanted it to come across. And then I almost put I'm an author in there, even though I'm not because of your advice. I thought of that this week as well. There's that. I could not think of the word souvenir. That's great. Stupid. Jace is suspiciously feisty and heads off to go see Clary. We quickly find out the sass is due to a blow he took to the Lilith room from a special weapon Magdalena was wielding. She struck him in the chest before possessed Jace murdered her, causing his momentary awakeness as the real Jacefer Wayland Lightwood Herondale. Jace Jacefer. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's important. I like it. Jace gives his stelly to Clary, who ninjas over to his room for a rendezvous. There's some teenage petting, and thankfully, Clary gets down to business to attend to the issue at hand, which, as a reminder for the class, is Defeating subterfuge, okay? Oh, that right. is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's the reason for the season, but I also like get down to business because yeah. you have to say it. <clears throat> Jace tells her Sebi's real plans because, as we all guessed, he is a lying liar who lies. Yes. 
as my dear friend Kristen would say. He's planning on filling the new cup with Lilith's blood and creating an army of dark shadow hunters who, once they drink from the cup, will restore Lilith's power way faster than her having to mold the pieces of her fractured body together in real time. Jace is committed to being a ride-or-die hunter of shadows and tells Clary that he wants to turn himself and the cup into the Silent Brothers, even though he knows it will most likely lead to his death. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see. Oh, part three, baby. Can you believe it? We're almost to Heavenly Fire, which I do remember being a much more engaging story for me. So, although I feel like we've done a pretty good job with this book. I think it's become more interesting just us talking about it than it was for me. Agreed. I remember liking it when it came out because I loved everything. But. Well, yeah. I remember trying to go back and re, like, okay, this is dumb, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because what the fuck else are we doing? When Audrey was younger, I would read for her, so she would go to sleep. And she would kind of basically just not listen, because you couldn't, like, we would read a book together that she would be interested in, but then otherwise the book would keep her up, right? Mm-hmm. So I was reading to her, like... The whole Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series and whatever. So it's just like, I want to reread Shadowhunters. I should do this. But instead of reading it, I was like, I'll just play the Audible because it's like the same thing, right? And I was just like, how did I want to like, it seemed so boring. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't like this book. Why am I doing this? And so just plucking it out of, and it was just a book I chose. It wasn't like I wasn't mm-hmm. rereading them or they weren't in order or they weren't anything. I just, I feel like this would have maybe one of the books I have read the least amount. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay. we'll just listen to this one. And then I turned it off and I was like, no, God, no, you. And then shortly after we had talked about doing the podcast. So I'm just like, I won't reread these until we podcast them together. Because my, I'll have more of a genuine reaction because I don't remember a yeah. bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how did I not like this? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe we just yeah. make it... your mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my mood can totally change. I could, I could think a, bo- a book is the best book ever in one mood and then in the next mood be like, that's a, tra- that's trash. <laughs> I'm mercurial that way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, where are we? Okay, so you guys, Simon's on the porch blowing up Clary's fairy ring. Magnus and Izzy are doing recon on the like the lake and the surrounding area. Uh, while Alex Alex? Well, Alec. I'm sorry that I mess- I'm literally correcting him because I would never dishonor Alec in that way. Um, <laughs> while Alec haunts them from a distance, like being all sulky. So first we had Jace, then it wore off to Simon, and now Alec is sulky too. Uh-huh. Come on. They're cycling yeah, up this is, together. This is an epidemic. <laughs> of sullen teenage boy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so it must be his vampy senses because Simon even admits to himself that he's rather unobservant. He's like, usually I don't pick up on these things, but they're being pretty obvious. <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> even he noticed the strain between the shadow hunter and his warlock boyfriend. He's like, mm, there's trouble in paradise, I suspect. <laughs> Clary's not picking up. And Simon is getting increasingly sentimental as the minutes tick by. He's looking around at the house. He's thinking about 
you know, being there with her growing up and all of that. And I mean, as evidenced by V-Tang, um, when one summons Angel Daddy, there is a significant chance of getting smited, smote, however, mm-hmm. what you will. So yep, I, I, can, I can understand the need for a little sentimentality at the end <laughs> to just be uh-huh. like, if okay. this is going to be it, I got to like, you know, make peace with myself. <laughs> uh-huh. And interrupting Simon's last attempt to contact Clary, um, which is a rather like, it's supposed to be really like heartfelt um, that he's like, you know, Clary, if you're out there, you're my best friend. You always will be. I'm doing this for you. You know, it's supposed to be it. But for me, it's just a little like, I don't understand. They didn't, they keep saying they're best friends, but I'm not seeing it as much as. <laughs> yes. Like, which I mean, happens as you get older, you know, you get into a relationship and things like that. But well, and, and I understand still agreed. partially is like, their physicality they're very comfortable with each other they have that best Mm -hmm. friend like you know it but i don't know clary's not a very good friend Mm -hmm. and so it's it's a little it to me it's i'm like god it it feels like they were they tried to like first he was in love with her and that made sense his behavior made sense because he was in love with her because Mm -hmm. she did not treat him (laughs) Very well. Yeah, because that's how we treat people we're in love with. Right. And so he was just kind of like, it made sense that he stuck around because he was in love with her, even though she wasn't a great friend. Right. But now we're supposed to believe he doesn't love her, but he's like, no, we're definitely best friends. I'm like, really? You barely fucking talk to each other. Yeah. How are you best friends? They don't have much in common anymore either. He's a vampire. Your best friend became a vampire and you... What have you done? Focused on herself. Exactly. We're about yourself. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying that, like, obviously she wanted to get him out of prison. I'm not saying she's a terrible friend. But, like, when it it feels like she's only his friend when he's in danger. Like, it doesn't feel like she wants him to be a part of her life. Because she doesn't really include, like, make space for him in her life. Mm -hmm. So, but then again... They're teenagers, so who fucking knows? Uh-huh. Well, and it's also interesting. I guess I've never thought about this before. Like, she didn't have any other friends. It was None. literally just him. Like, zero. And no one else is very, like, hey, girl, where you been? She's very specific to say that Simon's friends are not her friends. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess it makes sense she's a bad friend, but right. still. <laughs> Even shitty people usually have friends. Like, uh, shitty people. Even, like, it seems like when she came and, like, hung out while they were practicing, it seems like that was something that had happened more than once. She'd gone mm-hmm. to his, you know, the poetry reading, Eric's poetry reading with Simon or whatever. Why do you not consider those people friends mm-hmm. if you're hanging Listen. out with them? Okay, I have... I'm on Ghost of the Shadow Market, okay? I finished this. I did the things. And uh, I I feel like I don't know where this falls in that amount. So mm-hmm. if this is somewhat spoilery, I'm sorry. Okay? okay? But there's passage in a book somewhere in this universe where it's talking about how Simon feels responsible for Clary and her safety. Uh-huh. 
and she's so tiny Mm -hmm. and he needed to take care of her and he needed whatever. And so it's almost like she's a responsibility of his to take Mm -hmm. care of and this. And it seems like that come from it. it, I remember what you're talking about. It came from him remembering um, them walking to school Uh for the first time when they were kids. And Jocelyn very clearly putting that onus on Simon that he is to protect Clary. And so I get that. Yeah. Like I could see how that could be like in his the back of his you know, lizard brain. Right. So that's just like, but to me, like that's the foundation for their friendship. So is it an equal Uh friendship? Right. And there were things like she brought him, she told him about what was happening. Like it, it also, it does feel like she's become less of a good friend as, Mm -hmm. as time is progressing, even though he's become more a part of her world, which seems ironic. Uh huh. Like, I don't know. Also, I guess they did spend a lot of time together that we didn't hear about. Like, yeah. he was staying the night at her house every night and stuff. Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. there's that. A while there. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing about these books that is hard to, to, for me anyway, to wrap my head around is there's, we're on book six? Six, five. Well, it, we're including Red Scrolls in the same timeline, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, yeah. books that have passed in this timeline that we're at. Uh-huh. We're six books in, eight weeks in, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so, eight to ten. <laughs> and there's a lot of That's action, true. obviously. That's true. I, so I guess we get skewed with our perspective on time. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. your time perspective is kind of messed up. And it seems like. We're, I feel like we, we had talked about this in a prior episode, so we won't like beat the trope to death, but I right. feel like we're really coming into um, ensemble cast territory here, where yes. before it was very much Clary and Jace story. So when Simon was involved, it was because it was a plot point. Yeah. Right. Like he needed to be used as a plot point, not necessarily yeah. to develop him as a character or his relationship with Clary in that way. So I feel like maybe if they were written the style of writing now, we might have Mm -hmm. a different moment into their friendship or why. Or if they had even a single conversation that wasn't about, like, the the craziness that they're in. Like, Mm -hmm. if it was about anything that had, like, connected them in Uh a real way versus, like, boy issues or they're all gonna die like Mm -hmm. right (laughs) but like amanda is like yeah he has been like you would you would assume i guess it's up to you to realize that like oh this two weeks that he's been sleeping with clary's house they're probably talking about frivolous yeah inside jokes Mm -hmm. and whatever else like yeah the best way until you fall asleep i don't know i just feel like we could have gotten rid of one of her wake up and for the yeah. chapters and like instead given them one conversation where they talked about a mutual interest. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it, the thing is, it's where like she asked you him how he was doing. Right. Yeah. Well, and you see mm-hmm. his relationship develop with Jordan mm-hmm. sort of in that way and kind of like uh, with Maya a little bit like those type of characters. But when Clary's on the page, it's she is the archetype of main character energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am also skewed because 
the way that this like opposite gendered best friend scenario is doesn't feel real to me. It just their relationship doesn't feel authentic. Whereas like a Harry and Hermione, the support, the connection, the you know what I mean? Like that feels realer. No, I really don't actually. I know you don't. Like, <laughs> I know you don't. I'm just kidding. Okay, look, I I would feel like it would feel more authentic if the secret love interest part wasn't involved in it. Yeah. Because I, I feel think like you're it's, right. Like, I think it's possible for opposite gender. Like, you're saying a Harry and Hermione friendship? Absolutely. Yeah. But when you're just throwing like in, dynamic. like, I've been obsessed with you for 12 years. Yeah. Right. Sort of thing. I've been hiding it, how I'm feeling. Right. Like, is that as, I don't know, the same? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I, yeah, think- I had a very good friend that I'm still friends with. Now, we work together. It's we me. were. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is true but no I've been <laughs> friends with him since I was 15 and mm-hmm. we were very good friends you know we were at some points in our lives we were best friends and you know that kind of goes up and down yeah he's not my best friend now obviously you guys right. are <laughs> but um <laughs> we still catch up and stuff and obviously that was a good relationship probably because there was no secret love behind it uh-huh. right Right. But I think, I think, Robin, I think you nailed it on the head. I think because he was used as a plot device, it kind of, it like shot his personality in the foot a little bit. We didn't get to really. What little that there was. Yeah. yeah cause, well, cause, Just kidding. Because it definitely made us go and be like, so all of the way that you're behaving is because you think you deserve to be with her and you've just been waiting it out. Like he mm-hmm. had that creepy friend zone dude that's been like masking in the friend zone, like just waiting like a fucking yep. psychopath. So uh-huh. yeah, that does paint it it taints it a little bit. But yeah, it's only been a short time. She's going through shit. I get it. Uh-huh. I'm just being I'm being a little bitch. <laughs> I Amanda's rubbing off on me. I'm being mad at Simon. <laughs> Into the, I'm just going to let you keep going. <sighs> oh my gosh. So, um Interrupting Simon's last attempt to contact Clary, Magnus beckons him forth to his maybe demise? Maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so Izzy catches him on the way down to the lake, and she noticed how attached Simon seemed to the old farmhouse. She's like, you really like it here. And I have a little thing to read for you guys. How can you tell? Your expression, she said, like you're remembering something good. It was good, said Simon said. Simon said. <laughs> he reached up to push his glasses up his nose, remembered he no longer wore them, and lowered his hand. I was lucky. She looked down at the lake. She was wearing small gold hoop earrings. One was tangled a bit in her hair, and Simon wanted to reach over and free it to touch the side of her face with its fingers. And now you're not? she asked. He shrugged. Okay. So I don't give a shit about what she was wearing or what he wanted to touch her with. But the reason I read that is because I I could not summarize the conversation without just plagiarizing it. So I just uh-huh. read it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, that is what I had in common with Simon, by the way. I had LASIK eye surgery 11 years ago. And I, this month, have been pushing my glasses back up and I'm not wearing any. I've done it three times. Thrice, if you will. Mm. It's because they're calling you back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I approach 40, I'm sure that they are. Yeah. So I th- from what I garnered from that, because, of course, this is not a complete conversation. There's mm-hmm. no clarification. This is 100% a normie's conversation. I'm just putting that mm-hmm. out right there. There's mm-hmm. not enough detail. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. So what I'm assuming he means by he 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 was lucky is like I was lucky I had a good childhood. He this is again more making peace with the fact that he might die in just exactly. Like a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to make sure we're all on the same page. I'm not like uh-huh. going all wild here. <laughs> so I have a quick sidebar. How do you think Simon views his mortality? Like, I know he's being nostalgic in this moment. We talked about that. He's finding his peace. But part of me wonders if his actions aren't entirely knowable. Like, in the sense that it's not all for Clary, right? He's not being in, in, in like, super altruistic about this. Like, there is a part that he's doing it for another reason. Because I, I kind of feel like Simon, he, he has some self-loathing going on, right? Which we know. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. And it makes me feel like maybe he was so quick to volunteer because he already considers himself dead slash damned. And so it's kind of like, it's a moot point at this point. He's just kind of like, I've already accepted that I'm, like, my life ended already. And this is something that I can do. But, like, part of it's like, it doesn't matter anyway. You know? Some of that. like. I don't know. He can't be around his mom and stuff. And obviously, yeah. Clary hasn't been there for him, although he clearly still thinks of her as a friend. Like, he probably feels pretty alone, and it's the best option. I mean, his reasoning behind it with the mark makes sense. Uh-huh. He's thinking of it logically also, but. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, like, the, the risk of just be like, yeah, I might die. I'm going to be mm-hmm. okay with this. Well, and I maybe some of it's might... thinking. Yeah. Like. This could be too much. This could be me pulling things out like an English teacher that is also a wrestling coach. Okay. I love it. (laughs) But maybe part of it's like, oh, the angel is this divine being, right? Mm -hmm. And so if he, if I summon him and he judges me as worthy, then maybe I'm worth something. Right. You know, part of it also maybe a driving Mm -hmm. force on it. I think, right, there is a portion in my section where he talks about, um, like, he'd seen a lot. Maybe it wasn't even in my section, and it doesn't matter. He'd seen a lot of angels or whatever. So, like, he's clearly thinking back about, I don't know, just his experiences with religion, I think, Mm -hmm. and things like that. He's not seen a lot of angels IRL. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and I I wonder if maybe it's the opposite (laughs) of that. Maybe it's if I'm seen and judged by the angel and and struck down, then it's justified. Then I was right that I'm damned. Okay. Uh Yeah. Because I think he's really struggling with the fact that his soul might be damned. Uh Uh-huh. And and maybe that's his way of... um, forgiveness right Mm -hmm. right like a self-sacrificing moment to maybe like if if i'm gonna roll the dice if i'm gonna shoot him it might as well be the best case scenario Uh uh-huh help myself along a little bit i don't know like mermaids don't have souls what like mermaids don't have souls mermaids don't have souls assholes Mm mm-hmm <laughs> I don't think they have assholes either. Yep. They don't have assholes. That's probably I mean, like a slit. <laughs> um, right. 
So what about Ariel? Are you saying she didn't have a soul? In like the Hans Christian Andersen story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. I mean, Ariel was also a ginger, so we already knew she didn't have a soul. I mean, That's come on, Amanda. That's a very good point. I'm sorry. You're right. My bad. <laughs> you fucking dunce. <laughs> you gotta wear the hat now. It's got a ginger wig tape to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so their chat moves to banter fairly quickly. Uh, can't let the mood get modeling, you know, just mm-hmm. moving along. <clears throat> and then they have this super adorable moment where she tells him it never occurred to her that she'd want someone who could make her laugh, which is like very cute. No, it's not. It's stupid. Everyone knows they want someone that can make them laugh. Come on, Izzy. You're just going to date someone and be bored all the time? She wasn't dating them for their personality. Meathead. fair. (laughs) Still. (laughs) Don't worry, Amanda. Magnus was there to break up the cuteness. Overlook. Thank goodness. I want you to know that that is written in the script. Yeah. (laughs) He did it in, I feel like he was just like, all right, let's get this over with. You could die, but like, let's get this over with. You know? Thank God all day. He didn't like, yeah, hey, are you ready? Like. Oh, no. (laughs) There was no checking in. (laughs) Yeah. So then, because it would be too hard to say goodbye, Simon just walks to the summoning circle without so much as looking at Izzy? No. Fuck no. Your ass is going to kiss me in case you die. Like, 100%. That's why you're not allowed to leave the house without giving me a kiss. Because what if you die? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to think about that. Exactly. Even when I'm mad. Uh Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'll think about it forever. And I'm not letting you ruin the rest of my life, too, if you die. I really do love him. Um, So So Magnus hands over the ancient spell book, complete with the phonetically spelled translation on a (laughs) post-it, and with an assurance that it should work. Right. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay, listen. Did you... So when you look at, like, the dictionary... Right? Mm-hmm. Or read something up and it shows you how to pronounce it. I can never figure that shit out. Ever. I would fail at this. Spectacularly. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's written phonetically. So phonetically like is it is in the dictionary too, isn't it? You don't think so? There's Those, a breakdown, I think, yeah. There there's a breakdown, but it's using like um like the umlauts and shit, like to to, to distinct like to distinguish the um, the pronunciation, but phonetically means it's not spelled correctly at all. It means it's how it would sound. So if uh-huh. I'm gonna um, phonetically, sp- I don't know what's a word that doesn't look like it sounds like phone. Phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I would spell phone F O N E in the dictionary. It does P H, but it shows you what it's supposed to sound like with a, a symbol that we were never fucking taught. So why, were okay, we, how okay. are we supposed right. to know? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You've made me feel better about summoning an angel. Well, listen, there was an episode. <laughs> you can do on... it. I believe in you. 
the amazing race this week where they had to go ta- they were tasked with ordering these supplies from a market and it was all phonetically spelled out and the word was broccoli but because it was spelled out that way they were pronouncing it weird and they got it they were like oh it's broccoli yep because <laughs> it sounded just like brock i don't know anyway it was just great <laughs> there's a game like that too that Okay. Has it like smushed in different, and it's like a phrase that you have to say a million times. Mad, someone has, Mad Lib or something. Yeah, someone like has that. to guess yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, balls in his throat, Simon hands off his fairy ring to Magnus <laughs> before the warlock leaves the circle of runes, like leaves him in the circle of runes alone. He's like, someone should hold on to this in case, you know, I'm I'm burned by heavenly fire and it's destroyed right. since it's the only link Just to Clary. Hold my phone. <laughs> Yeah, hold my beer. Yeah. So Simon awkwardly is like, um, okay, y'all should probably skedaddle. But Magnus, flanked by Alec and Izzy, continues to just stand outside the glowing circle. And, like, from what his perspective is, like, the runes are creating, like, a shimmer, like, foggy effect. So he can, like, he can see them there, but, like, they're hazy. Mm-hmm. And realizing that they may be waiting for some closure in case he gets struck down by the powers of heaven and the like, um, he says to them, and I will, I will read this part. <clears throat> um, Alec, I always liked you better than I liked Jace. <laughs> he turned to Magnus. Magnus, I wish I had the nerve to wear the kind of pants you do. <laughs> and last, Izzy. <laughs> he could see her watching him from... Through the haze, her eyes as black as obsidian. Isabel, Simon said. He looked at her. He saw the question in her eyes. But there seemed nothing he could say in front of Alec and Magnus. Nothing that would encompass what he felt. He moved back towards the center of the circle, bowing his head. Goodbye, I guess. Bro. (laughs) What? He's so annoying. He's so bad at being a boyfriend. Yes. Your best friend's a girl. Couldn't even think of something funny. Right? Nothing clever? Yeah. And if you're about to die, do you really care what that her brother's standing there? Right. Exactly. If you can't tell a girl how you feel right before you might die, then what are you doing? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. The barrier made it impossible to tell for sure, but Simon thought he that they said something back to him, but he couldn't hear. Um, which begs the question, could they even hear him? Probably I don't not. Know. They were like, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up and get to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they said something back to him before they turned and like headed back to the house. So Simon gives himself one more moment to like wrestle with his mortality and the loose ends that he'll leave if he gets burned to ash. Like he's like, my family, Clary. Like, everything, my band, (laughs) everything would just fart in the wind. So, let's see. Okay. Sending um, out one last mental message to his bestie, he starts sounding out the spell, uh, like a hooked on phonics tape. He's like, okay, I got this. Uh huh. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the townhouse, Clary is desperately trying to get Jace's self-sacrificing ass to rethink his idiotic plan to turn himself into the Silent Bros. Um, he assures her that the Silent Brothers will definitely at least try to separate him from Sebastian before they kill him. Honestly, um, that's all he can really ask for. Uh-huh. I mean, 
what more could he possibly ask for? Right. <laughs> what more could you want? Right. Jace's reasoning is simple. It's the right thing to do. He's duty-bound as a shadow hunter to always behave in the interest of the whole. Saving himself and leaving the enemy access to use him as a weapon would be considered treason. And Clary's reasoning for him to not follow through with this plan is also simple. Who the fuck cares about a little treason when you're in love? <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> it's a small price to pay. Yeah. Jace shuts her down with a kiss and tells her he loves her, which I think he thinks means the conversation is over, but he's clearly never been in a relationship before because it doesn't deter yes. Clary from the... For, like, even a second. Uh-huh. You're not She's like, that's great. Me. You're still not doing this. <laughs> She's like, aw, still not going to stand by while you throw yourself at the mercy of a corrupt clave. But that's cute that you thought I would listen. <laughs> like, adorable. <sighs> so she trails after him, unrelenting, uh, asking him to remember what he'd said in Alicante, which I couldn't remember. I tried to look it up. And I think it was something about, like, duty and... I don't I don't know. I couldn't find it. What did you say? I did not try hard enough. I could have told you, but I don't remember. My book is in the other room. But okay. I agree. It was something like that. <sighs> so he admits that whatever it was that he said, he, sh- you know, shouldn't have said it. Which I don't remember what it was either, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to quote it because there we are. He said, Clary, I think he was saying something about her being risky, like she takes too big of risks or something we all want to say. Anyway, he says, Clary, this is what we are. We're shadow hunters. This is what we do. There are risks we take that aren't just risks you find in battle. So, yeah, he clearly told her to stop being stupid, though. I'm sure it was something, you know, better than that. He just, now that it's his turn to be risky, it's okay. So keep that in mind. Mm. Um, <laughs> she refuses to let him turn himself in. And he calls her Clarissa, which gives me the ick for some reason. Like, it's totally giving, like, V, V squared vibes. I just, no. Both of them use like it. it. To be weird yeah. to her, Valentine, Vitang, yeah. and Sebastian. Uh huh. Which I feel like Jace knows that. So like this was not. It's not an endearing uh-huh. Isabel, right? Right. When you're, when you're saying Izzy, and then you want like Isabel, it's gross. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree because I'm okay with it with Izzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The connotation yeah, no. and how they've been using it is different. Mm-hmm. Not into it. So she just kind of like disassociates for a second and does one of those like blurry stares where you're watching the movie behind your eyes instead of what's actually mm-hmm. in front of your Love eyes. Love that. And she, yeah. She's thinking about the bodies in the silent city that were like spread out on those marble slabs. And obviously she doesn't want Jace to be one of those like... I don't know. So she just reacts, dude. She does the unthinkable. Seriously. She yells for Sebastian. And she full names him again. Jonathan Christopher Morgenstern. Dude. We're all speechless. Jace can't believe it. Either can I. We're all just like, what the fuck? (laughs) What? What did you do? Yeah. 
And she doesn't even have a chance to tell Jace that, like, she's doing, she did, you know, yelled for Sebastian to protect Jace and not because she trusts Sebastian, obviously. And Sebastian hears her. He comes running. He doesn't even take the stairs. He, like, Superman flips himself over the edge and, like, lands perfectly, I think, in between Clay's. Okay, look. There's a couple things here. I feel like, obviously, they're on borrowed time with how long he's right. going to be the real Jace or whatever. Mm-hmm. <coughs> they, there could have been so many better plans that they could have come up with. Like, they could have let Clary escape with the cup because at least, like, at least that way Jace would be alive. Because that's her thing. Like, she doesn't want Jace to die. And then mm-hmm. Sebastian wouldn't have the cup anymore and she would know the plan so they could like mm-hmm. stop right. him yes yeah yes she could have asked for her ring back or if jace knew where it was mm-hmm. still haven't talked about it which i feel like we talked about last week like uh-huh she's just it was such a fucking knee-jerk emotional reaction and i get it but like and this could have the thing that pisses me pisses me off is if clary had an ounce of strategic thought in her brain yes she could have used this scenario this exact scenario of telling sebastian to her advantage but she didn't think she didn't have any foresight to think about manipulating him in that way she she does get to manipulate him by accident a little bit but Mm -hmm. if she was intentional about it it could have actually helped her you know the means to the end you know yes but I think you're yeah, right. I actually mentioned that. Yeah. She had access to a stele and she had the cup. She could have drawn a portal and skedaddled her ass back to New York and mm-hmm. at least or prevented e- them from making the army. Or even break the cup. Yeah. Shatter it into yes. a thousand pieces and then just be like, oh, because Jace isn't going to remember what happened. Oh, Jace right. broke it. Yeah. The Whoops, dog please. ate my homework. It got broken when we were fi- when he and Magdalena were fighting. Like, well, they saw simple. he saw it, so he knew that wasn't oh, it. But that's like, right, that's right, that's right. Jace realized what had happened, and he was so upset about it. He broke the cup. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, when oh. Sebastian gets down, oh, really quickly. Hold on. I just wanted to touch base with. Okay, so the way she screamed his name and how quickly he came and the fact that, yes, I do believe he did plan himself in between the two of them because his first, mm-hmm. like, the first thing he says is, like, is this a lover's spat? Like, what's yeah. going on? I find it interesting. I find it interesting because I do believe that that was an instinct for him. I do not believe that he was being calculative when he came to when she called him. I think right. that, that was an instinct for him. And then he's like, okay, what's going on? You know, whatever. I, I just, there's parts of Sebastian that I'm just like, he's in there mm-hmm. a little bit. He wants well, to come out. And right. that's how. Like he was, you're thinking he was trying to protect Clary. I yeah, think it was, I think it was yeah. an instinct. He didn't even have to think about it. Um, But then, of well, course, now he's that? like, now my brain's what's going spinning on? and all that. But mm-hmm. Well, and she, when they were in Paris, that's how she got him to stop walking was mm-hmm. by yelling that at him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he Calling was, she, uh-huh, she had pissed him off or whatever. And that was how yeah. we could, sorry, how she could get him to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it. 
Because I, I think it's an acknowledgement of their connection mm-hmm. when she does mm-hmm. that. Because when she calls him Sebastian, even even though he calls himself Sebastian, because again, he likes the separation too. When it comes yeah. to Clary, he's searching for that connection. So he denies the connection in every other form except when it comes to her. Because he knows, because uh-huh. yes. that's what ties them together. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So Clary, that's like Kristen was saying, she just straight up word vomits the actual truth that Jace's rune is damaged and he's trying to give himself up to the clave. And I'm just like, really? Really? You couldn't come up with anything else? Nope. She could have been like, uh, hey, I don't know why you like did that jumping thing, but like Jace thinks he's taller than you. He 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 like what do you think or like anything just to get him in the room she could have still achieved the same goal of saying hey he's his runes fucked up but instead of telling him he wants to turn him into the the he wants to turn himself into the clave which gives away the reason she's fucking telling sebastian this in the first place and makes it self-interest of hers versus her being on his side Mm -hmm. she could have said you know, hey, he's, you know, this is happening, whatever. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Or he's trying right. to take me with him. Something that would give her an in to being on his, a little nugget of trust. Yeah. A uh-huh. little bit to make him fall into that false sense of security that he thinks she's on his side. But she uh-huh. didn't. She fucking wasted her opportunity. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Jace... He goes, Sebastian puts an Arazzi on Jace and he's just like seething. And I just imagine in my brain, I am picturing Sebastian like pacing or like walking around in circles, like tapping his head with the the Steli, just like, hmm, I can't believe you thought you were going to get away with this. Like a, like a serial killer moment where yes. they're like just unhinged. Uh-huh. Well, the other thing Absolutely. is, if Clary had Jace's Steli, couldn't she just draw an Arazzi on him? Right. Yes. And then she could have hid the cup or broken it after. In her room. Yeah. Or like, hey, Jace, let's go look for the ring first before you try to go give yourself up. Because like, I need that while you're gone. Or like, she could have hid it. And then the next time they went out, she could have, because she can't get out of the house. She cannot portal out of the house. She doesn't know how to use the Mm -hmm. wall. She doesn't know how to do it, whatever. And if Jace is not Jacefer anymore... Mm-hmm. then he's not going to help her. But she could hide the cup, give him an Arazzi, make the thing up, and then the next time they're out, she could portal me, portal oyster, excuse me, her way out of there. Yes. There's just so much stuff that could have happened. It's just very, it's uh, very frustrating. Which, obviously, we're like, what is it, armchair quarterbacking here? Because we're not in this yes. situation. But still, uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So Jace is like fighting to stay himself against the Arazzi and he makes like a little jokey joke about knocking Sebastian out and um, he makes sure that Sebastian knows that he hates him like the him that Jace is when he is connected to Sebastian isn't the real him nothing will ever change that I hate you I feel like he was saying it between his teeth like that it was a fucking moment yeah, was just like, damn, dude. Drop the mic. Yeah. yeah. 
So Jace turns to Clary. And by the way, I feel like the Arazi should be working better than this. Like, I understand this is a different kind of injury, blah, blah, blah. Still, I feel like it's very convenient plot timing that the Arazi is taking this long to heal. I mean, the other I Arazi. fully agree. <laughs> Although sometimes it takes like three Arazi, two or three Arazis, right? That's yeah. fair. That's and a it, good point. If it's a big injury. And it is dealt with like some angel-y Yeah, weapon. okay. That's fair. That's fair. But if that's the case, uh, I feel like he should have had to have drawn another one for it to heal. Right. Not that it would just keep, that it would take longer. Uh-huh. One or the, one or the yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good point. So Jace turns to Clary and he admits that he didn't tell her the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. The whole truth. <laughs> um, Sebastian's warning him, like, the truth is dangerous. You should be careful. So he goes on because he hates Sebastian. We know this. Um, the plan to raise Lilith, make a new cup, and create that emo dark army. <laughs> yeah, that was Jace's plan, not Sebastian's. Um, he knew what Sebastian wanted and figured out a way to make it happen. He is the ideas man, if you will. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Obviously, piece of shit. Fucking Gale. Is what he's basically saying about himself. <laughs> And I don't think that there is any point in telling her um, because, like, what's done is done. I don't know. But he guilt trips Clary for being, like, a little tattletale, you know. And um, he's saying, like, you're, this is what you're saving, whatever. I'm, I'm a bad person when I'm that person. Um, and the good Jace is, like, I would rather be dead than be him. Mm-hmm. you know whatever <sighs> and then just like a movie jace was gone and i feel like those are his i'd rather be dead and then he was kind of gone you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway so wicked jace comes back and he's like huh like waking up out of a dream <laughs> what happened what's going on guys <sighs> Sup, dog? and then he just like asks i think sebastian actually says welcome back and Jace is like, is it time? <laughs> I would just be like, hey, what happened? Tell me. <laughs> anyway, is it time for whatever they plan for? Like, he doesn't go into detail. And Sebastian tells him to go ahead of him and Clary and to, like, go ahead of us and get things set up. We'll be right behind you. And um, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't like how vague that is. And I, I'm sure it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's annoying. It's very I like creepy. All the mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, no sign of good Jace left. He asks where the cup is because, of course, he needs to take it with him. And um, he gives a still frozen from shock, Clary, a quick kiss on the cheek, and he's out of there. And, like, as he's leaving, she notices the affection in his eyes, but she knows that's not the real him. And I just, this has got to be so weird. So, Good Jace remembers all of the stuff that Wicked Jace is doing, which does seem very plotty since Wicked Jace doesn't remember, you know, vice versa. But is this like a short term memory thing? Because obviously he remembers Clary. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe it's just what Sebastian is wanting him to remember also. Like somehow there's stuff that he's letting him remember because he doesn't seem like he has a love for his family. Mm -hmm. But he does for Clary. 
Yeah, because uh-huh. but that's but part of that is because Sebastian wants Clary there. Yeah, yeah, and he knows it's part of the plan. He knows that yeah. the only way to get Clary is through Jace. Yeah. So when does good like good Jace's memories cut off? I guess from when he started with Sebastian when he was tied <clears> to him. <throat> no, so I think I think what it is at least from my understanding from what I mm-hmm. what they've said I think how it works is that good Jace is is in there when bad Jace takes over and he can watch it happening, right? Bad uh-huh. Jace can't remember anything when he's like broken, right? So so bad Jace as soon as it cut, he can't remember anything until he was healed again. So I think okay. his memory isn't before that. He still remembers all of the bad Jace stuff. He just doesn't remember when he wasn't in control. Right. I guess that's true. He's not in control. Right. Yeah. So I that think that sense. I think that's the fact that bad bad Jace won't remember that whole conversation they just had. Uh-huh. Crazy. Because he wasn't there to... Right. Right. Huh. Okay. It just, it feels like, I don't know, is for good, Jace, is it like when you're having one of those dreams where you're stuck and you're like screaming to wake up? and you can't. Or like, I'm so terrified of like having surgery and waking up but being paralyzed. Uh, It's like sleep paralysis. That's, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It just seems scary. And, like, watching yourself do something you would never do. Like, mm-hmm. ah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, Clary is playing back in her head how pissed Jace was at her just a few minutes ago. And Sebastian um, just, she's in her head and he's, like, super stoked. He's like, oh, my God. You called out for me. <sighs> Again. Wish she would have used this to her advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my place. And that is not what I meant to say. And so I was confused about what I was saying. But anyway, basically, yeah. Um, where in the hell was I? <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't know. So Cleary um, was like, yeah, um... He was going to die. Like, the, clay, the the clave would have killed him. And so, like, that's why I did it. And again, yes. It would have been good if she could have played into this a little bit more instead of just telling him the straight-up truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Because she's kind of talking her way almost out of it. But he's not phased. He's like, you called out for me. That's all I know. Stop talking. I'm <sighs> that's what this. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> also, with things that start to happen... Clary, if you would have controlled the fucking scenario. Yes. If she would have been like, okay, I'm going to go all in on this brother thing. Uh Uh-huh. There might have been a little more control she could have wielded over him. Yeah. He's giving her a lot of opportunity here. She, well, and, and that's the thing. Like, look, I... I could be <laughs> manipulative if I so choose. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. I choose consciously every day to not manipulate people. Yes. <laughs> it is something that I actively have to do. Because <laughs> it's easy to do because a lot of people siren. are dumb. 
if you're wickedly women no i have wild. adhd i have adhd which means i can read your mind mm. <laughs> but like clary she she could have had this motherfucker eating out the palm of her fucking hand but mm-hmm. she just she just didn't she just she's didn't. very self-righteous like I, like, I don't yeah. think she's willing to toe. She's not morally gray enough. Yeah, the line at all. And so she's just like. Nope. I know. But I, I think, know. But I, like, he gave her every. Like, imagine he was so obvious. Yes. Izzy being. Like, if Izzy and Clary switched <gasps> roles. <laughs> like, Fucking Izzy hell. is morally gray enough to get what she uh-huh. wants out of the situation. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Maybe she can teach her. Hopefully, her ways. It's that noble shit. Clary, get off your noble high horse, you guys. Well, and to her defense, now that I'm hearing you guys also trample on her like I was. She's 16. Um, maybe she was still in that kind of blurry, and she's just not even talking to Sebastian. Maybe she's just, like, convincing herself it was the right thing to do, you know? For he was, sure. He was going to turn himself in. They would they would have killed him. Like, I did yeah. the right thing, right? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I think Jace's words really struck her like mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay look i i'm not gonna lie to you i have i did not reread your guys's parts apart from me reading my parts mm-hmm. so i don't amanda you would probably know because it's in your side i'm assuming it's where you're mm-hmm. at when jace is telling her the reasons or Kristen, even why did he tell her originally like i would rather die than be that person or did he really wait till he was like disappearing because he really waited. Maybe I think if that would have been an argument that he was just like, look, this is really important to me. Like this mm-hmm. is this is it for me. Like I would rather die than be him again. So I feel like that is really weighing heavy on her conscience right now. And maybe yeah, you're right. Yeah. Maybe she is trying to convince herself that she made the right decision. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he went as far as to tell like he she knew that he didn't like the dude obviously like because mm-hmm. they didn't want to do it because he didn't want that to be his experience or whatever but i don't think he went into depth that far Mm-mm. about his real feelings about it well and clary i think for sure clary like her brain went blank and she mm-hmm. was just like must go yeah and yes like a robot yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then he said that, and he left, and now she's shell-shocked again, and I think you're right. I think she's just not thinking, because she's, this is stressful and traumatic, and Uh holy shit, what's happening, and, you know, it's all happening so fast, and again, she's 16. She's not an adult who has life experiences, you know? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Absolutely. But, yeah. (sighs) It would be fun to see it with a little more... Like you're saying, like play in it, like yeah. a little more manipulating, mm-hmm. a little more, just a little. I mean, come yeah. on. I kind of wish, like I know some people are not like me, and they don't want a 800 page book. Okay, I just I know that's I a do. thing. Always, I yes. feel like this. If we would have had more, like a little bit like you're talking about more kind of manipulation and play and the crime aspect of Clary being there. And so like Mm -hmm. the point of her being in the townhouse on top of everything else was just like really good character development and her having Mm -hmm. to do other things and be in this precarious situation. That's a little bit different than what she's done. And then maybe more of a development with like Simon and Izzy's relationship. And then like them spending that time together 
at night and like more of like I really would have liked that this which it's if, weird to me to think back going like oh this book was so boring it's mainly just been like and then this happened and then this happened yeah. and then this happened I just feel like the development that would happen if Clary so Clary goes into the townhouse. She uses the opportunity to get to know Sebastian. Say she has a a, a kernel of sympathy for the man, uh-huh. right? Or empathy even, uh-huh. if not sympathy. <clears throat> and then she starts, you know, whatever. She goes a little morally gray because she realizes that they're at war and you can't be a self-righteous little bitch when you're trying to save the world. Okay? Sometimes you gotta get your hands a little dirty. Right. Clary. My God. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta lie. Like, it just, uh. you tried to, you you tried, you tried to fucking follow him and and you're bad at it. So, uh-huh. like, maybe a little bit of manipulation. But it, it would have been nice for the development if she got a little bit of if she saw in Sebastian, like, okay, maybe I'll learn some things from him to use against him, ultimately, mm-hmm. because she's still a good guy. Uh-huh. But it would have been nice if she was like, maybe I could learn something from these motherfuckers who were taught everything by my father while my mother made me ignorant. Uh-huh. Right? Like, use the opportunity. She just, she's so fucking emotional. And... Because of that, she doesn't think. And it drives me nuts. I'm like, think just a little bit about how you could possibly get your footing here. Like, I just, she has no adaptability, it feels like. Uh huh. It's frustrating to me. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, sorry. I'm going to have to stretch. Sorry, that had to happen. That was awesome. Okay, so Sebastian, sorry, I couldn't get that word out. He um, he's stoked, you know, she called for him. You know, obviously our relationship is getting better. So, like, tell me, how much of the plan do you know? And she's like, I don't know. Like, I, th- it's th- I thought I knew all of it, but obviously not. So, like, I don't know what's what's going on tonight. What's what's the plan, Stan? What's the haps? And I have to read this because you. Okay. So, quote, you'll find out, he said, you've earned the right to be there, Clarissa. You can watch it all from your place at my side tonight at the seventh sacred site. Both of Valentine's children together at last. <laughs> Gross. He doesn't do the last part, but I know. And there you go again. It's like both of the Valentine's. He's claiming to be Valentine's child now, uh-huh. even though he calls him Valentine, right? He refuses to even call him dad. And so he is grasping at those straws. Like, together we're Valentine's children, but when I'm on my own, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so away to Simon we go. He's at the lake actively reciting a chant to summon a literal demon. Sorry, angel. (laughs) Angel daddy, right? Yeah, angel daddy. 
The air is getting warmer, and he wonders if, um, had he still been a human, the heat would have killed him or, like, been too much for his body to handle. Obviously, he can't feel. He can't feel heat, but he knew it was getting warmer, so I don't know. That's kind of a trick right there. But anyway, as soon as he says the word, Raziel. Eh? Eh? Uh. <laughs> he could feel blood running down his face like i don't know and um i don't know do you think it's like mm, snack oh, okay. when he feels blood <laughs> like even though it's his own blood maybe not in this moment because it's a little scary but I wonder if that's how vampires are. Anyway, so the lake suddenly explodes and water starts to get all over like an overflowing toilet. And Simon is like, I just got these Adidas and my little brother accidentally wore them to school and now there's lake water on them. Today is a real bummer. It's a bummerino. <laughs> and I say that and I'm going to summarize this story really quickly, but I have to say it because I just think it's so funny that Robin's seven-year-old accidentally wore her almost 13-year-old's daughter's shoes to school thinking they were his own yesterday. The same color almost. Basically the same really size. Teal. She was very mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will say, I just want to say, this doesn't matter. So William wears a three and Audrey has a four and a half. So they're very That's close. Crazy. Yeah, but and his shoes are a little bit too big because he has a wide like, what's the right word? Gate on his toes. I don't know what you would say. I do too. Our toes cannot touch together. They have to have lots of room in the toe box. Mm. So you got to go about a half a size up so it doesn't touch. Uh huh. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet she. That was hilarious. I bet she's really using the. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She like, just couldn't. Um, she can be able to use that against him forever. Uh huh. Well, he was really upset because he was upset that he got his new shoes oh. dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he realized they were his sisters, and he was just like, "I really am the worst." That was just like, "No, it was an accident. It's fine. They can be cleaned." She was just really irritated that I couldn't tell the difference between the two pairs of shoes. Right. She's like, "His have Busy brown moms. bottoms, no. and mine have black, and his tongue Why doesn't have this on it." Why weren't her shoes in her bedroom? They're. So we have a Calyx, a four by four, or no, a two by oh, two. Uh-huh. Two by two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Ikea, whatever. And each person has a cubby that they put their shoes in. I'm like, why were your shoes not in your cubby? Yep. But I did ask him in the morning. I said, bring me your shoes. And those are the shoes he brought me. Oh, <laughs> well. I don't and then know what are you going to do? I just put yeah. them on because they seemed like they fit. Right. Yeah. Ah. Uh... That's hilarious. Okay, so yeah. Simon's Adidas are wet, okay? <laughs> and anyway, this shit is scary. The clouds are like changing and shit. Like way more terrifying than I remember the last time we saw Razzie. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Valentine was doing it last time, so it seemed more appropriate. He's it just this feels scary. Like yeah. He was pooping. Yeah, he was pooping his pants for shizzle. So um, with his wings wide open, Under um, they seem to take up the entire sky. And Razzie is completely gold. And, like, I just want to know. He's got to be solid gold, right? Like a solid 
chocolate bunny, not a hollow chocolate bunny. So he's not like gold plated. Um, Otherwise, like the water would be turning him green every time someone summoned him, you know? (laughs) And then he's like, now I got to go take a gold plated bath again. Stupid human, non-humans bringing me to the lake again. Yeah, so annoying. No wonder he's pissed. Because he's like a Claire's earring, just like 14 karat gold plated. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) But he's like the the big bitch boss bitch, right? So he's got to be solid gold. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the angel speaks into Simon's mind like a silent brother. And that is interesting to me. And it's like, look, you're physically there. You're like a million feet tall. Just talk. It's okay. It's okay. But I guess maybe his voice would be so loud Mm -hmm. that it would just like... Like, vibrate Simon out of the world or Alanis something. Morissette. You know, like when adjustable bases, you turn the vibration, the m- massage on, and it like vibrates some of the the screws loose sometimes. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking like in the movie Sorry. Dogma when Alanis Morissette can't talk because mm. her voice oh, I've is... I've not seen that. Oh, it's dude. You've is it like too Dogma? beautiful or something? Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? That I is haven't. weird. You're... Uh-huh. <sighs> Girl, get your priorities straight. It's weird. It's true. So anyway, the angel's pretty TO'd. And he's like, who dares to summon me? And he's pissed because he was watching Below Deck Med. And he needed to stay for the tea. Like, for some reason, it's not on his DVR, so he can't pause it. It's like the 90s over here. You know? <laughs> they have a VCR, maybe, if he's lucky. But I also have to point out, and I'm sorry, I'm sure that Robin gets there, but I just have to make sure that it's said while I'm thinking of it. He asks, like, who dares summon me? But, like, later he knows Simon's name and, like, his fucking story that he's a daylighter. You knew. <laughs> you knew. He just wants to sound like, like, how dare you? It's, yeah. it's like when your parents... um catch you sneaking in and they're like where were you but they've been tracking your phone and they know exactly where you were (laughs) right right it's a test Mm -hmm. it's me i am the parent Mm -hmm. no i didn't think about that so i'm glad my mom definitely didn't track me we didn't have that technology when i was right yeah yeah pagers are what we had when i was young okay well simon ponders how he should respond to raziel because he is not a hunter of shadows okay (laughs) And I think he's genuinely an awkward person, which is relatable. <laughs> so he decides on Simon Lewis, Knight's child, and your servant. How it. fucking LARPy is that? Like, uh-huh. it is awkward, LARPing, wonderful, nerdy. Okay, real quick. Magnus has seen angels before, right? Like, he he's experienced this at some point, right? Because know. he prepped him. Anyway, I, he had to do I just a lot feel of like research. Magnus is back there if he can hear him. He's like, nerd! Because he doesn't know what to say. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't do, know. If I, the, these kinds of moments, are, I wish there was more of them to show how Simon's nerdiness helps him navigate this world that he's living in. Because uh-huh, it 100% yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very much. Uh, I love that. Okay. So Rizil is like, a motherfucker bet you're calling yourself my servant when you summon me like a dog. And I can totally hear my husband saying this. I don't know if it's a cultural difference. I don't know what it is. But he hates being called a dog, 
even when there's an AWG attached to it. He doesn't really? want to be your dog. Which okay. is why I always say, what's up, dog? When he calls me. Of course. Because I like to poke the bear. But yeah. I remember when he worked at the work that I worked at and a customer would pull up and somebody in the office would ring the bell before the customer could ring the bell. It really irritated him because he felt like they were calling him like you would call a dog and he would get really mad about it. Oh, I just didn't like the awkwardness of waiting for someone while the customer's standing there. So I always pushed the button. Yeah, I don't know. So it could go faster. I hope I never offended him. I'm sure he did several times. Whoopsies. Well, I, I mean, know. it's kind of your job to come when they ring the bell, right? Like It was when, yeah. A, no, yeah. it was not an office, when an office person did it. It was when another warehouse person mm. did it. Like, they didn't. Gotcha. Like, it was beneath me to do it. You have to do it. Kind of uh, the uh, I yeah. see that. Yeah, that makes I was sense. gonna say, I'm like, that's like the bell going off when someone walks in the store. Like, yeah, no, it was them. fine. If, if it uh-huh. wasn't in your job description to do it, it was right. fine. But if so it was another person sense. did that it, it was sense. like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, <sighs> so Raziel is basically pressed because he was probably hanging out, reliving his good old smoting days when some punk ass vampire just summoned him out of nowhere. So now yes. he's going to have to die to serve as a warning to anyone else that might try that funny business. The Nephilim aren't even allowed to summon him. So like, why would a daylighter think it was cool? The price is wrong, bitch. This is what's wrong with religion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Simon is a little shocked that he knows he's a day later. Like, he knew that he was an angel, but he wasn't expecting him to be, like, also so giant and, like, non-humanish at all. Like, this was not what he was expecting. Like, Despite the, the whole... fact that Magnus told him he was as tall as a building. Right. Right. He just he's wasn't... Like, I really didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't buying it. He was trying to get his coworkers to guess when the tape measure was at six inches. It was like mm-hmm. that. He didn't know. And Raziel isn't done momming yet. Okay. So he asks Simon, like, he's still, like, so he's basically on a rant here. You didn't clean your bedroom, and you didn't clean out the cat box, and you didn't pick up your toys. And so he's not done on his tangent, his momming yet. And so he asked Simon if he thinks that since he carries the blood of the one of his descendants, like just because you think, just because you carry the blood of one of my descendants, do you think I will show you mercy? And he means the blood of his descent. And I was going to say defendants uh, because he has a little bit of angel blood from Jace. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Got it. That's my thing. Okay. Because I think because okay. he, the reason he is a daylighter is because he drank Jace's blood. Yeah. And okay, Jace has more Ethereal's sense. blood. And they're, Ethereal's like his homeboy, you know? They're right, like second right. cousins. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Because I thought it was because he was Jewish. I don't think so. It could also be that, but I thought the Jace thing. I thought That Jace makes more sense. Because they, they don't, she doesn't lean really heavily on the, the religious aspect of it. So th- it makes more sense mm-hmm. that it's his actual blood and not like mm-hmm. literal, yeah, yeah, blood of not, my blood, yeah, not like he's Jewish, therefore he's a child of God, like that kind mm-hmm. of a. Uh-huh. Got it. He's yeah. like Cal Drogo, yeah. <laughs> what the Dothraki writers, right? Yeah. Blood of my blood. <laughs> yes. 
Anyway, the mercy, basically, he's like, if you thought that, then you fucking thought wrong. Because the mercy of heaven is for the deserving and not for those people that break covenant laws. Because Raziel is like Clary, where he is like, he's lawful good. Okay. <laughs> the latest alignment in the world. Yeah. I don't care what your excuses are. You fucked up. Now there's consequences for it. This is why I don't like Superman. <laughs> uh, so, um, Raziel moves to make, like, death by finger guns. <laughs> like, that's, like, kind of the symbol he's making. And when he notices the mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He notices the mark on Simon's forehead. Suddenly calling him child. Like, his demeanor changed. He starts calling him child. Yeah. And Simon, like, because he's like, what is that child? I think is what. I wrote this kind of sketch, so I don't know if what I said first, but that's going to be my interpretation of what I have here. And Simon, of course, tells him it's the first mark, the mark of Cain. And Raziel immediately puts the brakes on and tells him, he's like, okay, all right, you got me. (laughs) Hold on, time out. I am not going to murder you. But it's not from lack of want. Like, I want I want right. you Dang to know. I really want to murder you. That I want to kill you. Yeah. It's just that the mark prevents it, obviously. Like, duh. Speaking of which, how did Simon get that? Since it was designed to be placed by heaven's hand. But he knows, like, Raziel knows that's impossible. He's in tight with G-O-D. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he did yep. not do that. Okay. Nobody approved. He didn't approve that. Yeah. The, where's your paperwork? Exactly. Wazowski. You didn't file your paperwork. Like, I stamp everything to get to him, and that wasn't in my pile. Uh-huh. I'm like, I got a guy. Yeah. And he is him. Your packet has to be reviewed before we submit it <laughs> to G.O.D. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Simon is kind of feeling himself because his plan was obviously half right okay he's like you know what i got half of i got a v it's like half of a w there's a v in my pocket okay so he decides to shed the awkwardness and get a little more sass saying that one of his children a really gifted one placed it there to protect him and he takes a step closer and uh, just dives right into the reason why he summoned him. Like, he's he doesn't have time. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for this. Yeah. he Simon's just there because he wants to ask a, fa- a favor in the name of those Nephilim that, like, the drew on his forehead and all of that. And I really was not exaggerating when I said I quoted four times. So this is the first one. It's just information I think is important. And Kristen said it best. When I was trying to summarize it, and I couldn't do it without plagiarizing, so I'm just going to quote my goats, okay? Do it. Okay. They face a grave danger. One of their own has has been turned to darkness, and he threatens all the rest. They need your help. And then Raziel says, I do not intervene. And then this is Simon. But you do intervene, Simon said. When Jace was dead, you brought him back. Not that we're not all really happy about it. But if you hadn't, none of this would be happening. So in a way, it rests on you to set it right. 
fucking bold of you, Mr. Lewis. Yes. Like. Love it. I mean, like, we're talking about being manipulative and doing all the things. Like. like, I mean, when you think you're going to die, I guess you get a little bit of confidence behind you. I mean. For surezies, Simon is one. Okay. One, Simon's smarter than Clary. Yeah, you can 100%. fight me. You can fight me Give if you that. want. Um, <laughs> but I think he's also more clever. Like he he's obviously thought about this, and like Magnus he, warned he him. Spent his time on the drive up here thinking of different things that could happen. Like an yeah. an anxiety ridden person should love it. Mm. Absolutely, yes. good job, Simon. Magnus you win warned one. him that like angels are prideful. Like he gave him enough to be like, this is dangerous. Like you need to like prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he fucking did. He studied for the test. <laughs> right. He has note cards. He does. He learned his angel multiplication tables. It's great. Yes. Uh so. Interestingly enough, Raziel does not call him on the sass, but says that he, uh, that just because he can't kill him doesn't mean that he's going to give him what he wants. And Simon says he, that he hasn't divulged what he wants. Like, okay, you're like, you don't even know what I want. But Raziel is one cheesme loving, omnipotent being. So he's got all the fucking deets. Okay. He knows. Spark notes, it's a weapon that will separate the Jonathans, murdering the evil one and sparing the other. And every time anybody says sparing, all I can hear is kill the spare. Okay, so I just want you to know that was in my brain and I had to say it. Impossible for me to not think that. So, sorry. Um, Even though it would be easier to just kill them both. Like, the Herondale boy was dead, and maybe death still wants him back. He's, like, knock, knock, knocking on his door. Yes. And Simon is like, nah. As William would say, my William, personally, me, (laughs) it's just not my style. Right. (laughs) Uh, They don't go around, like, like, people just don't go around. Sorry, let me fucking say this correctly. His people. Simon's friends don't just go around murdering each other. Okay. They don't sacrifice them. They don't just go around murdering each other. They're going to do everything that they can to save Jace. And if heaven didn't want it to be that way, then they never should have. Heaven should have never given them the ability to love. Love it. Yeah. This is kind of your fault again. Simon is really like coming through here, especially with how much Clary is failing. I know. He is taken. Yes. Then he takes a play out of the book of Uncle Azzy and he threatens to just keep summoning Raziel over and over and over until he folds like a deck of cards. That's what's going to happen, which is basically what Azzy did and make like, I'm just not going to leave until you do what I want. Yeah. I mean, your your quote of a song just a little bit ago was very accurate here. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's down. <laughs> hey, Literally. hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to keep doing it. Okay. And this is the second quote. Okay. Raziel incredibly seemed to chuckle at that. You are stubborn, he said. A veritable warrior of your people. 
Like him whose name you bear, Simon Maccabeus. Did I say that right? Yes. Maccabeus? Yeah. Yeah. And as he gave everything for his brother Jonathan, so shall you give everything for your Jonathan, or are you not willing? You know what? Damn. Simon would do anything for Jace. (gasps) (sighs) Okay. Sorry. I don't know why I quoted that, but I just liked it. So there's that. And Raziel is like a parent who was worn down by their child. Like, can I have another fruit snack? Can I have another fruit snack? Can I have another fruit snack? And he's like, Mm -hmm. all right, fine. Fuck. But you've got to promise to never bother me again. (laughs) And Simon agrees because obviously, like, he's like, sure, that's easy. Right. This was terrifying. So I'm in. I don't want to do this again. (laughs) But Raziel continues with his additional demands. He wants the blasphemous mark of Cain from Simon's forehead. Uh, Having watched what I'm assuming is way too many fucking movies. Simon brings up a good point that if he if the mark is taken, then he's fair game to MDK. Like you can 187 me if you take this mark. (laughs) That's not in my best interest. And Raziel says that he will pinky promise not to Zeus him. Okay. (laughs) And Simon hesitates after that. And Raziel is offended, bro. He has like. He's like, I told you I wouldn't. Like, Simon's been a little snarky. This struck a fucking chord. Okay. Because he's like, I am a literal angel from heaven. My word is like, bruh. Yeah. Bruh. (laughs) And you're going to sit there and like basically be like, are you telling that? Like, why are you hesitating? Yeah. Okay. I am gold. My word is gold. Fuck off. Mm Mm-hmm. But Simon is spending his hesitation moment thinking about when Clary first gave him the mark. And then when it had first worked, it's destructive heavenly wrath. And he knows it's a curse. And I quote it again. It was a curse, one that had terrified him and made him an object of desire and fear. He had hated it. And yet now faced with giving it up, the thing that made him special, he swallowed Mm -hmm. hard. Okay. So he's not not trusting Raziel. He's just not sure if he wants to give up the mark. Right. I mean, I don't know about not making it special. I was just like, you're just walking around, dude, willy nilly. Nothing can happen to you. You know, that's fucking cool. I mean, he has had a death threat already from Raphael, obviously. Right. Like, you better hope you never lose that mark. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the beginning, he was very horrified and all of the things. But yes, as time has gone on and has continued to save him, he's kind of like, well, not a bad thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I murdered Lilith with this. Yeah, and, like, right. <laughs> I mean, I know he walked into today knowing he could die, but like an unexpected death is way more terrifying, I think. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't have time to plan. You can't delete your browser history. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I... um. Anybody could just fucking jump him now. And he's got a long line of enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's also part of it. Yeah. But 
it's Simon. So we all know, of course, he agrees. And Raziel gets a wicked smile and calls him Simon Maccabeus. Simon corrects him. He's like, that's not my fucking name. It's Lewis. But then Raziel Nobody tells can get him, my name right. I know. <laughs> Magnus is calling him Sorry. Sebastian and all this <laughs> other stuff. And Raziel tells him that he is of the blood and faith of the Maccabees. And some people say that they were marked by the hand of God, which makes him a warrior of heaven, whether he likes it or not. Um, I'm raising my hand. I'm sorry for, for those of you at home. Uh, Simon would have known what the Maccabees are. He went to Hebrew no, school. I, he, and he already called him Simon Maccabee. But I yeah. think he mm-hmm. was just saying, like, like I'm not a Maccabee. Like, I think this is part of his internal struggle with his faith still. Like, I'm, gotcha. I'm not that anymore. I'm okay. not a Maccabee. Like, my name's Simon Lewis. Like, Okay. Okay. So I, I, that I, was my... I read that as, as like, that's not my last name. And I'm like, he knows who those people are. He went to Hebrew school. Like, <laughs> he knows that story. <laughs> a person, and I, again, I could be English, wrestling English teachering this, but I think it's part of that, like, it's his internal struggle with his faith. And like, this is exactly what he needed to hear that, like, you are a warrior of heaven. This is still in your blood. This is who you are. These mm. are your people. Like, if he was wondering if the angel was going to deem him worthy, like, well, here's your here's your sign. Mm-hmm. And so I think right. him saying, like, I'm not I'm not part of that was and why that he sense. was whatever. Mm-hmm. So Raziel casts like a level 20 mage hand spell to do a little beanie Nerd. into the archangel <laughs> Michael's room to heist his sword that is imbued with heavenly fire. Okay. And I wanted to use Mage Hand so bad all the time. And I could never figure out how to use it. And like, I know you can't pick up more than five pounds, but I feel like if you're level 20 and at this fucking casting, he would be able to do it. Okay. Well, I think, I think he would have, he would for sure have taken a feat on his way to level 20, Angel. In order to increase the weight of his mage hand. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, listeners, all together now. <laughs> it would have been a homebrew, but it would have worked. I, I like that. It would have like been that. balanced. I'm going to be honest with you. I really wish I did know what you're talking about. That sounds like fun. I think, gonna, I think you would have gonna so make much fun. We're going we to yeah. play. Someday. We're going to do a Shadow Hunters one. This is something we one. can do online. I feel like we've talked about this before, and Drew does it. Yeah, we I mean, right? you can do it, do it online. It's just more fun in person. Yeah. yeah. Mainly yeah. for the snacks, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. But well, you, we could just do, like, a one, like, a one-time. <laughs> yeah, one-shot. One we, yeah. we should do, like, a, oh, okay. a, an urban fantasy, like, one-shot. Like, do, like, something set in, like, the Shadow Hunter world or something. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, then it would be easier, maybe, yeah. so I wouldn't have to pick up on so much. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Get to crafting, Winch. Sorry. Who's going to be our DM? It's Kristen. Like, I know that. It's Kristen. Of course it's Kristen. Yeah. Our author friend has to be the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh. This is the last quote. Okay. And it's kind of like lore and like canon, so it's necessary. And Love. I just, again, okay. plagiarism. Strike your enemy with this and it will burn the evil out of him. If he is more evil than good more hells than heavens it will also burn the life from him it will most certainly sever his bond with your friend it can and it can harm only one of them at a time 
Simon lifts the sword up into the air like he-man's, he-man style as you fucking do. Like, what else would you do when you have this fucking sword? You have to. He's attuning it's, to it. It's in his contract. <laughs> like, legitimately, he has to do yeah. that. <laughs> and the clouds seem to part a little bit. And Raziel gets another jab in saying that Simon's meager human tongue wouldn't be able to say the sword's real name. So he can use his nickname. Like, he's nicknamed it. It's And the name is Glorious. Which made Gloria. me laugh. And I don't Meager know why. human tongue. That's what Izzy said. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like 80s song lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, yeah. It's glorious. Uh-huh. Because um, Raziel is obviously a Bowie fan. Mm-hmm. So Simon mm-hmm. thanks him, but um, Raziel's like, don't thank me. I totally wanted to murder your face, but I couldn't because right. of the mark of Cain. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to take it now. So if you call me again, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Raziel calls down a beam of light from the clouds and it consumes Simon. And it's really hot and painful right between the eyes. And Simon says in his internal monologue that is the most pain that he has felt since the night that he died. Like, this is excruciatingly painful. And he, like, falls onto the beach because it fucking hurts. And the pain slowly fades out and he rolls onto his back, finally. And by the time that had happened, Raziel had dipped. He was like, deuces, bitch. And Simon was Mm -hmm. sitting up slowly. And he sees Izzy running down to the lake as fast as she could. <laughs> and when she gets there, she threw her arms around Simon, Simon, saying that she had thought that he re-died. Re-died? Yeah. And then they roll together a little in the sand like that Blink-182 music video. Yes. Yes, where the dog's like biting his khaki pants. Love and then it. she notices that the mark is gone. And Simon tells her about the deal he struck with Raziel and, like, the sword and everything. And, of course, she's super fucking stoked. And then Magnus and Alex start heading down to the lake. And it's, like, this celebration, like, culmination. They've, they've done all these things, whatever. And Izzy is really, really celebrating the fact that he isn't cursed anymore. Like, she's like, oh, my God, like, the curse is lifted. Like, there's no more Mark of Cain. And Simon is feeling kind of out of it, like, his edges are turning blurry. Like, obviously, he just went through that. And then he's going to pass out. So he's just like, yeah, I know. And that's how it ends, basically. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not protected so anywhere. Cool. I get it. I get it. It's cool. It's yeah. fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. <sighs> and um, it's a good time. It's a great time. Very nice. Okay, well. I hope I hope you liked that. Sounds fucking mm-hmm. weird. And I hope that you read chapter 19 Love and Blood for next week. Yeah, don't rely on just us mm-hmm. to fill you in. Uh-huh, cuz we'll say stuff like I haven't read your part, but I think this happened. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> to be fair, we have read these books several times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.